You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Um, we do understand that over 170 learners that are supposed to be doing grade 10, grade 11, and grade 12 in this region of Tsitsikama uh, are currently stranded and sitting at home. And the issue emanates from a lack of a high school within this particular region, with the nearest high school being 70 to 80 kilometers away from where they reside. Now, they don't even qualify for scholar transport. They don't have scholar transport. So parents need to make their own means to make sure that kids go to school. One of the parents that we spoke to, Sakina, actually broke down that she only receives Sasa grants and she doesn't have the money um, to ferry her child to school um, every day. So this is one of the challenges that this area is facing. However, um, plans were in place that Tsitsikama Primary School would be converted into a high school or these grades would be accommodated within that high school. But that has not materialized yet. Um, parents and the SGP in this region say that this would have, um, it, they were due to start on the 1st of February, but that has not happened. So the concern now is for parents that their children who are supposed to be doing grade 10, grade 11 and 12 are sitting at home. And the concern of them sitting at home now is that they'll, they'll have nothing to do and, 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 and they'll fall prone to, to, to social ills in the community. So with regard to the financial uh, challenges expressed by parents, uh, Luando, has this always been the situation that the parents would foot the bill for the scholar transport or is this a new development? Well, according to the, no, the the information that we've gathered, yeah, this has always been the case. Um, parents have been crying out um, for, 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 for such help, although there were interventions in some instances for some scholar, for, for some children to get scholar transport. But recently in the Eastern Cape, we've had the, 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 the problem of, of, of budget constraints in terms of scholar transport, because we also spoke to some service providers who, who actually are scholar transport drivers. And they said that they haven't been paid. There's no contract that has come forth from the Department of Transport as well to actually tell them that guys, you guys will be working for this particular region. You'll be transporting so many children. Um, so that that has not um, come to the table yet. So a lot of them are still in that concern. But for this particular region, for these kids, this has always been the issue. As we spoke to one parent saying that ever since they, they, they've been taking their little one to school. This has always been the challenge that she's been facing. Um, so they are really, really crying out for a school that is closer to their communities that will at least help them, you know, in terms of the children going to school. Luando, can you just confirm for us, because I think uh, there was uh, somewhere uh, where I may have heard someone say something about the primary school now having to essentially make way for uh, the uh, high school learners. Have you been able to confirm that? You know, what is the status of primary school learners going to school and, of course, the uh, secondary or high school learners also attending class? Well, in our discussions with the department spokesperson of 
basic education in the province, Malbongo Mtime. He says that last night they were also currently sitting in meetings, so they are continuously engaging various stakeholders in the community to ensure that um, these students are indeed accommodated in this high, in this pr particular primary school. And the primary school that we are talking about is Tsitsikama Primary School, which accommodates 250 learners. And we understand that the children that or, or the high school kids that need school are at a number of 170. However, the issue is also infrastructure or resources because the school which they are all, they were going to be allocated classrooms to is also overwhelmed with the number that they currently have of 250. So the SGB in the region also says that they, they are open to letting those kids be accommodated on the premises of the primary school given that prefabs will be made available human resource will be made available so they don't want to overstretch their teaching staff as they are already overstretched already and just finally uh luando is that there been any response as yet from the education department we we have spoken to the spokesperson of the department and they have confirmed that they are aware of the issue and they are currently in meetings with various stakeholders to ensure that consultation is done in a proper way to ensure that the kids are indeed accommodated, which come from, or, or the kids that are in need of school, which are in grade 10, 11 and 12, are then accommodated in these particular schools. However, the schools that they are, they have been told that they'll be accommodated to is Ikaiyale to High School, which is in Karedo, which is another drive of about... 20 to 25 kilometers from where they actually stay. So so th those discussions are ongoing as per response that we have received from the Department of Education. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much, Luanda Nomoy, and uh, our reporter on that story. And uh, staying in the Eastern Cape and uh, with uh, matters education, we move now from uh, Titikama and uh, we move on to another school in uh, the Eastern Cape, uh, the, the academic activities at uh, Guyasa Secondary School in Dimbaza have also been dealt a heavy blow after the school's roof was blown off. Now, the school's SGB accuses the, the Provincial Department of Education of dragging its feet uh, in, or in addressing the matter of the roof that was damaged late last year. So for further details on this, uh, our reporter Abongile Yankees is there to tell us more. So is learning and teaching currently taking place at Guyasa Senior Secondary School? Yes, Sakina, it is taking place, but under under condition because um, the grade nine class has about 70 odd learners and that's grade nine A and grade nine B has about 75 learners. And this has um, affected the the metric performance of the previous class, the class of 2023, because it happened at around November in, in late November, in late November last year. And it, it, the pass rate dropped dramatically from 75% to 65%. That's about 10% due to this because it meant that um, camping couldn't take place and starting overnight couldn't take place. So that's why the the, land, the SGB at the school is asking the department to immediately intervene in the situation. They've even made protests to the government. They even, even the Premier Oscar Mabuyane once addressed them while he was passing by when they blockaded the road 
road and he was driving by in his official vehicles and then he addressed them but to date something nothing has come to light even the even the temporary classrooms of which they already had were also affected by this by these heavy winds so they are saying that they, those temporary classrooms it's just a matter of a temporary process and they just need the school back to its former glory days because um it's an old school it accommodates around a thousand learners under those under those that situation it even affected um facilities such as your toilets your ablution facilities but i understand that the buffalo city metro did step in to ensure that there is running water at the school. So as we speak right now, the the situation is still like that because the department had a budget cut of around 260 million rand from national government. For an official response from the province's education department, we join on the line now by a spokesperson, Malibongwe Mtima. All right, so let's start with the situation uh, with the uh, school in Dimvaza, uh, which is, of course, um, uh, the Kuyasa Senior Secondary School, where the roof of the school was blown off last November. Um, I take it you are aware of that situation at that school. Yes, we are aware of the situation. And uh, as we speak, uh, we have already awarded the company to start the, the construction at the school. Uh, unfortunately, they are still uh, finalizing their statutory requirements. One of them is ensuring that they register with labor so that should anything happen, they, 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 those that are working can claim and or their decks and whatnot. Um, also, in addition, we've also st- spoken to Labour to say, in light of the fact that they need to comply within 20, 21 uh, days, there should be a, a, a short circuiting of this such that at least a possible 14 days, because our issue is learners are missing out on the time. Yeah. To that point, Mr. Mdima, uh, was there no company that actually had the necessary uh, uh, statutory requirements in place for you to appoint? No, normally it's this is a this, this is a normal process that I'm talking about. As soon as you award a company, it must register with uh, with uh, with with labor for the statutory requirements. Then it can start. Remember, after you've awarded a company, uh, you give in, you give them something like 21 days to be before they they go on site. We have short-circuited that and said 14 days because we want them to be on site within a within a, a reasonable time. Because our worry is that the platooning that we have suggested and or the the the, the coming of the learners in, in incrementally uh, from day one up to the last day, it's not helping. And also, it may endanger some of the learners. Hence, we said, please, if possible, let's do anything in our power to ensure that the time is short-circuited so that within a reasonable time, for instance, on the 9th of uh, uh, February, they are starting the construction. So why wasn't this done sooner, Mr. Mtima, given that this roof was blown off in November? Uh, surely you knew that, uh, you know, children will return to school in January. Couldn't that have been done at the end of last year? Uh, I'm sure you know that as soon as that happened, we had to make conditions measures to ensure that learners are right. Uh, during that that process, uh, we closed after that. After marking, we closed. Remember, the construction industry closed on the 15th of December. And uh, what, we, what we did was, upon realizing that early in December, we started with our paperwork. Hence, when we opened officially on the 15th, we awarded the company uh, to start working here. And we told them uh, that we must make sure that you spoke to speak to labor so that all these issues can be dealt with uh, within the reasonable time. 
so we have not lost, uh, we have not uh, reneged on the promise we made to them that we are going to ensure that the school is constructed. It's just that, remember the timing, uh, you know that, for instance, in December, the construction industry closes. You can't force them to close to, to operate. Hence, you have to wait. And uh, But while you are waiting, you are fixing up your paper so that come the appropriate time, you can quickly come and work and pay them. And then they are, they are done. Mm, so how long is this uh, going to take? Uh, we have asked the, the service provider to be as short as possible, uh, considerate of the fact that uh, in the Eastern Cape, the, the period uh, between January and March is a rainy season. So we said, uh, by all means, let's make it as, as short as possible so that these learners can be uh, on, in class at least by March. And I'm glad you mentioned that because... What are uh, the, uh, the measures that you have put in place as a department uh, for these learners in case of inclement weather? What we have done currently is that we have deployed um, the leadership of the um, circuit. They fall within the district or uh, King Williamstown uh, Education District. So, uh, I mean, circuit, so not district. Uh, Mrs. Kalmash, as we speak, is at the school um, uh, talking to the parents because we said they must find an amicable way of, of dealing with this thing now, even if it means renting a church and or a community hall so that these learners and they don't become vulnerable. But why didn't you deal with that previously, Mr. Mdima? Why didn't the department look at that? Because as you know, and as you've stated, it is the rainy season. So if it rains right now, what is your official going to do who's at the school? What, what's supposed to happen to the learners and to learning and teaching at the school? Remember, like I said to you, we 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 we're doing our paperwork. The paperwork includes does not mean a sitting in the office. It means going there to the school and assessing every and anything that is going to be needed, so that we can quantify them in financial uh, terms. When you do the specification and all the tender to require a service provider that will do that, all those where where we done. But that happened in November. Didn't that happen in November already, Mr. Mtima? Remember, like I said to you. This thing happened towards the end of November, and what we're doing that time, we're busy with examinations. Therefore, we didn't want a situation where you can interfere with that. Hence, we said once they close, we take that time to ensure that we do our assessors. We, I mean, we deploy our assessors to do the assessment and quantify and quantify to prepare the paperwork for the for the tender to be advertised. We sent on paper, and then we award the the the, the, the construction company that we go there. But we end of November. End of November. Matric exams are, are wrapping up. Are you aware that? Are you aware that? Um, in like I said to you, in December, you only have something like ten days to work around. Ten and days in which that, you could have gone and actually done the assessment, Mr. Mtima. Can we can we agree not to agree on this? Because as a department, we did what we had to do, and, and respecting the fact that we, can, we are not going to interfere with the teaching and learning and all the examinations. And according to us, we have done this thing uh, within the, with the, the, the required time because we have not. It's not more than a month since since we've been doing this thing. And uh, I can tell you this: we have already awarded uh, uh, the service provider that is going to start uh, on the 9th of February. 
so the parents obviously um, are quite upset about the situation, and, and I can understand why, because I hear what you are saying. All I'm saying is that, according to the parents, and from what it seems, not unreasonably, there could have been greater urgency on the part of the Department of Education. You say you didn't want to disrupt learning and teaching. You say you didn't want to disrupt learning and teaching, but learners are not at school the whole day. So when school ends, if people need to come in and do an assessment, they could do that. They could do that on the weekend. Can I say something? Yes, Mr. Mtima. Thank you very much for allowing me time to speak. Oh, Um, you have been speaking, Mr. Mtima. Can I now? Please go ahead, as you've been doing. Thank you very much. The, the fact of the matter is, I'm saying to you, we have done everything. And for information, our ETOs have been in consistent communication with their communities. They know the process where we are because we have not left them behind. Like I'm saying to you now, to say, last two weeks ago, they had a, 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 a protest. We sent our people. Last week, they had a protest. A protest. We sent our people. Even then, we are clarifying the same thing to say we are trying by all means to ensure that the turnaround time is short-circuited. For instance, I just said to you that we appeal to, to, to Labour to say, instead of 21 days late, make it 14. We are trying by all means to ensure that the, the, the time is short-circuited. You may not see it because you're outside, but we are trying by all means to ensure that the time span is short-circuited. For instance, the advert should have been out for the one days. We short-circuited that so that you can, the time can be very small, so that the, these guys can go on, on site. We are not allowing this to go the normal uh, process because it's an emergency or it's an emergency case to us. That's what I'm saying to you. Everything that we're doing, we're begging, we're, we're begging Tom Tigan here to ensure that despite the fact that there are policies, but they must consider the fact that there are learners that are involved. Yeah. And uh, the parents obviously upset. So that's where we get to hear the story. But let me go to Titikama um, and uh, the mm-hmm. situation there uh, with uh, mm-hmm. the school and the learners who have to travel to nearby towns, seven to 80 kilometers away. The parents there saying that uh, they had been promised that there would be some sort of solution to this problem um, with uh, Titikama Primary School, perhaps having some uh, prefab classes brought onto their premises to accommodate the high school learners uh, because they say they can't afford the 1,300 rand scholar transport. So did the department make that promise to the parents and uh, why hasn't it delivered on it, if so? Last year, um, remember the the normal scholar transport police was allowing an interprovincial a cross of kids based on the on the distance and whatnot. But up, upon its changes, then we had to, to ensure that each and every province accommodates its own kids. Um, we started last year, upon learning about that last year, we started a conversation with the community of this camp to say, look, you have three primaries. One of them is still acting as a junior secondary school. Let's make it a, a high school. We'll introduce in 2024 as grade 10, 2025, grade 11, 2026, grade 12. And we are great with the community members. And then as a department, we started amassing all the, 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 the basics to ensure that the school becomes a success one. We, we have applied and the application has been sorted out. We have uh, also requested uh, learner teacher support material is available. We have sourced uh, educators. Uh, they are available next week. The school is starting. The issue has been that one. While parents initially agreed that, 
or community members initially agreed that the school must be converted into a high school. All of a sudden, they split it into two, others saying, not in our lifetime, not in our community, not in our school. So we had to go to them and convince them. The meeting that, that took place last night, after a series of meetings, last night we had a last meeting, and we agreed last night that everything must continue as planned. Nobody will oppose this. Like I'm saying to you, uh, we've established uh, the school already and logistics are um, uh, at a final phase. Next week, Monday, the schooling is starting. And we've also spoken to, to everyone involved to say, in light of the fact that there's been delays, we'll ensure that uh, from the start, we establish comprehensive uh, catch-up plans so that these learners are not left behind because this is the matter that could have been resolved, but uh, the community um, that is housing this school had to be, uh, their, their, their issues had to be Respected and their concerns, hence we have to lobby them and or engage them so that they can agree with us. So, Mr. Mtima, when you say school is starting next week, you mean the grade eights? Grade 10. Grade 10. So, yes. what about the other learners in the other grades whose parents are saying they can't afford the scholar transport fee? Remember, remember the, 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 the junior high schools are, are starting from grade 8, 9, and 10. So uh, those are the learners that were brought to our attention. That is grade 8, 9, and 10. Hence, we said the entire school must not be a primary and high school. It must remain a high school. But we started the junior secondary school and incrementally we make it a fully-fledged high school. Our, okay. our, our, our understanding is that the learners that are there uh, that, are, that, are, that are being uh, left standard are grade 10 learners. Hence, we said they must go back to school next week, Monday, because we have uh, ensured everything is sorted while we were talking to parents last night, we assured them that on Monday next week when they go to school, they will arrive with the educators there, learn teacher support material there, so that the schooling can get can take place. Okay, Mr. Mtima, we'll leave it there. We'll follow up next week to see what happens. But thanks so much for your time. Spokesperson for the Eastern Cape Department of Education, Malibongwe Mtima. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.